Welcome uh, to Restore Online. My name is Jake McMahon, and I'm a church plant resident here at Restore. And I'm, I'm actually really stoked to be with you uh, online right now because I've never had the opportunity to teach online. I feel like this is a long time coming, and I'm just honored that I got invited to spend some space with you today. Uh, so excited to just dive into what God has been doing and challenging me in, and I'm excited for us to go on this journey today. And, and if you've been with us over the last several weeks, you probably know that we've been going through this series called Rethinking Church. Today we're actually in the last week of that series. And our team, when we were deciding on this series title, Rethinking Church, a lot of energy and a lot of thought kind of went, went into what are we going def- to call this series? How are we going to define this? And I, I think we landed with Rethinking Church because, not because we're doing something new, but really it's a reframing of our mind that's getting back to what the church was, was originally designed to be. So here's what I would love from you. I want you to humor me a bit. If you're joining us uh, right now or you're joining us in post, here's what I'd love for you to do in the chat or in the comments below. Do me a favor. Comment below, when you think of the word church, the first thing that comes to your mind. When you think of the word church, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Do me a favor, put that in the comments below or in the chat, because I'd love to hear kind of what your perception of church is. Because I feel like here in America, we have a lot of different perceptions of church, or a lot of different definitions. Maybe some of you put in the chat or in the comments, uh, the church is a building. It's a place that I go to. Uh, It's a gathering of believers. That's also a great answer. It's a community of believers. It's a a place of worship. There are several different definitions that have kind of formed over the last 2,000 years of what the church truly is. And a lot of those definitions are, are, are pretty good. They almost give us to the fullness of what the church is supposed to be, but sometimes the definitions or the ways that we define church They leave out the fullness of what I believe God intended the church to be. So here is how we are defining church. The church is any group of people pursuing Jesus through worship, community, and mission. Any group of people pursuing Jesus through worship, community, and mission And then over the last two weeks, we've unpacked the first two. So a couple weeks ago, we unpacked worship. What is worship? And what what does it mean to worship God with all that we have and all that we are? And I think that is one of the church's original designs, that we gather together in community, we praise God for what he's doing, and that obedience and worship is expressed not only in a gather space here online or in our homes, but every day. It's a continual Journey as a Christ follower to praise God and glorify his name. And that was one of the original intentions of the church. And then the second is is community. And we talked about community uh, last week and, and what it looks like to gather together in community, what it looks like for believers to come together in community inside of the gathering space, here online, in homes. And I think the expression of the church displayed in community is beautiful. It's one of the most valuable things that I've gotten to experience as a Christ follower is believers gathering together, wanting to to grow in relationship with each other, but ultimately grow in relationship with Jesus together. 
And when we define church, when we think of church, I think the elements of worship and the elements of community are almost always at the forefront of our definition. But here's my fear. My fear is that we leave out the third part. My fear is that we leave out mission. And the fullness of what the church was supposed to become was worship, community, and mission. And I would dare to say that the most integral part, at least the most integral part for the first century Christ followers, was mission. The church had just now been established and they had a responsibility to share the good news of Jesus with everyone they interacted with. But here's what we have to do first. We have to define mission. Because I'm sure you already have several different perceptions of what mission truly is. Does it mean being a missionary in a far-off land? Does it mean living out the Jesus mission? Does it mean living on mission? I feel like there there are a lot of definitions for the word mission, but here's how we're going to kind of unpack it today. Three different categories of mission. What we see in the scriptures and what I feel like God is asking for us as, as Christ followers to live out today. And the first of this is the Jesus mission. The Jesus mission. What was Jesus' mission here on earth? And really the Jesus mission can be summed up in nine words in Luke 19. In Luke 19.10 it says, I came to seek and save the lost. I came to seek and save the lost. That was Jesus' mission. Anyone that had been separated from God, anyone that didn't have a relationship with the Father, Jesus shows up on earth and he says, I want to seek and save those that are lost. This was God's plan from the beginning. In the beginning, he creates Adam and Eve, and then there's this moment where sin enters the world, where we as humans were disobedient to the command that God had given us to not eat the forbidden fruit. And from that moment on, sin existed throughout the entire world, throughout the Israelites. And if you read the stories of the Old Testament, it's God's pursuit of his people trying to redeem them back to him. Through, through the Ten Commandments and through the law and through these sacrifices, these burnt offerings, that, that it cost us something to write this relationship with the Heavenly Father that was broken when sin entered the world. But it was Jesus' plan from that moment to send his Son to the world. You've heard these words before from John 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but will have eternal life. It was for you. The Jesus mission was for you. I don't know where you're at in your spiritual journey. I don't know where you're at in your relationship with Jesus. I don't know if you've 
trusted him as Lord and Savior, if he was just a good teacher, he's a guy that you grew up learning about, you once went to Easter and heard about him dying on the cross. I don't know where you find yourself in your relationship with Jesus, but I want you to know this, that the Jesus mission is for you. Jesus came to seek and save those that are lost. And if you find yourself in a season of lostness, if you've not yet found yourself full surrendering and said, Jesus, I want the hope, I want the gift of salvation that you came to pursue me. When you died and rose, that was for me. I want to invite you to take that step today. You can say yes to Jesus. You can say that Jesus' mission was for you. You can surrender that to him. If I'm speaking to you today and you feel like, oh my goodness, this is wrecking my heart. This is filling me with conviction. Here's what I'd encourage you to do. Email our digital pastor. His name's Theo. His email's on the screen right now, theo at restorecc.org. Because we not only celebrate this decision with you, but would love to go on this journey of what it looks like to follow Jesus. Celebrate that decision through baptism. You're joining us on your, online right now and you're probably thinking, how, how are we going to celebrate baptism? It's happened before here at Restore Online and we want to celebrate it again. The Jesus mission was for you. And our, our mission, his mission, is, is to continue on what he what he, what he gave us. And so when Jesus existed on the earth, he came to seek and save those that are lost, and then he left us with the second point, and that's the mission of the church. Jesus exists, he teaches, he, he shows us what it looks to live as a Christ follower. He came, he came to seek and save those that are lost. It was God's plan from the beginning to redeem and back to him. And then Jesus does this crazy thing where he spends time with his disciples and he gives us what we call the Great Commission in Matthew 28. And he says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teach these disciples to obey all the commands that I have given you and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. The Jesus mission was for you, but if you're sitting there right now and you've experienced and you've received the fullness of, of Jesus' mission, you've said yes to following him, then I believe the next point is for you to live out the mission of his church. The gathered believers, and, and here at Restore, we say that that mission is helping people find their way back to God. We exist as a church and many of you probably put in the comments in the beginning, like, the church is a gathering of believers, which is what we believe in its fullness. It's a gathering believers on mission to help people find their way back to God because the Jesus mission still exists with us. To seek and save those are lost and continue the process of making disciples and baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I love being a part of a community like Restore. Because not only is the mission clear, but they invite every single person to be a part of it. Every single person to be a part of the Jesus mission. Whether you said yes to Jesus five minutes ago, to be honest, maybe you haven't even said yes to Jesus. 
you've not yet put your, put your full faith and trust in him. I get to rub shoulders regularly with people who live that out digitally. They live that out communally. They live that out in the gathered church. And it's amazing to watch God's people come together and say, how do we create a space that's loving, welcoming, but invites people into a relationship with Jesus? And I love the mission of the church. I love it. But that then leads us now, if, if Jesus stood there and he said, go and make disciples, it personalizes it a little bit. And that leads us to the third piece of the mission, my mission, and your mission. For those that have said yes to Jesus, that commit to following him, have said yes as Lord and Savior, we, we have a responsibility. We have a responsibility to, to live out the Jesus mission. So then what is my mission? Two years ago, we experienced a global pandemic. It, it shook everything. It shook me to my core. And as someone who is a vocational pastor at a church in the suburbs of Detroit, I sat there on a Sunday morning in my home. And I, I didn't know what to do. I was so dependent on the gathered experience to do the disciple-making, to live out the mission that I know that Jesus was calling me. He was calling me to be a part of. And if you would have asked me two years ago, before March of 2020, Jake, what's your mission? I would have said to you that it's to invite people to church so they can find a relationship with Jesus. That is not a bad mission. It's a mission that still exists today and many people are living out that mission. And I would describe that as the mission of the church. Inviting people to the gathered experience to help them find their way back to God. But what I had lost was my mission. The mission that Jake McMahon was responsible for living out in his community. The places he lived, worked, played, learned. It was the mission that Jesus gives his disciples like the moment before he ascends in Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Jesus says to his disciples, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. That was the mission personalized. It was personalized because Jerusalem was the local community, Judea the surrounding community, Samaria the surrounding country, and to the ends of the earth was across the world. We have a mission, we have a responsibility to start in our own Jerusalem. For me, that's the neighborhood and Embassy Park here in the Northland north of Kansas City. For me, as I was processing through my mission two years ago, it was how am I regularly rubbing shoulders against people that, 
that don't have a relationship with Jesus because as a vocational pastor, I found that rare, to be honest. It was rare for me to to engage with people on a regular basis who didn't know Jesus. And that was convicting. And as I began to pray and I began to process, it was cool how God led us to restore, to engage in a church plan of residency, to start reframing and rethinking what does it mean to be a church that lives out the, the mission of the church but also equips people to live missionally. And I'm excited and I get to, 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 to participate in that experience on a regular basis. We have something that we uh, continue and, and do regularly here at Restore. It's called Missionary Pathway. And you might be sitting there right now as a Christ follower thinking, okay, I know that I have a mission that I'm supposed to live out, but I have literally no idea how to do that. Is it street evangelism? Is it knocking on doors? We all have these scary perceptions of what it looks like to be an evangelist or live out the Jesus mission. And I have the same fears that you have. I'm not someone that's going up to the stranger and saying, hey, do you know Jesus? Let me tell you about him. That's, that's never been my MO. And I don't know if our culture is even ready to receive that anymore. So what we do in Missionary Pathway is we unpack what does it look like for us to live out the Jesus mission. It's a seven-week experience. Uh, we're launching it here in a couple weeks, and I would love for you to join with me online. Here's what you can do. You can scan the QR code that you see on your screen right now. Scan that QR code. It'll send you to an interest form. I would encourage you to sign up for those that want to live out the Jesus mission. Go through this seven-week experience with me. I'm not going to lie to you. It's, it's a little intense. We talk about what it looks like to pray and fast. We talk about what it looks like to love differently. We talk about what it looks like to help people move from a casual conversation with a neighbor or a coworker to a meaningful conversation to a spiritual conversation. And what it could look like for you and for me to lead someone in a relationship with Jesus. Because for too long, I believe, I know for myself, we've been so dependent on a pastor, a spiritual leader, someone holier than thou, to give them the gospel of Jesus Christ when Jesus asked you and he asked me. He asked me to live it out. I know that he's asking you in a space. If you were to take some time, 15 seconds right now, think of the space that you feel like you have influence. It's your workplace. Maybe you work online. You work from home. But you have people that you interact with in online Zoom meetings with. You've got your family. Maybe you hang out at a kid's sports practice. You hang out at the gym. Maybe you're an online gamer. There's definitely a space where you have influence. And I would encourage you right now to think of those people. Think of the names. And if Jesus were to stand next to you right now when he said, you have a mission, and, and who are those people that don't have a relationship with me? You could start writing those names down. 
And my hope is that maybe before, after, or during you engage with us in missionary pathway, that you begin to get the tools to live out the same Jesus mission that he gave us in Acts 1, verse 8. Because I know that we aren't supposed to ignore it. It's not like the mission of the church or the, the Jesus mission personally was for someone else over there or that guy who has more experience. It was for you. I've watched this happen in my friend's Jordan. My friend Jordan went through missionary pathway last time around. Walked out of that and said, Jake, I feel like I'm supposed to start studying the Bible with my family, my friends, and my coworkers. And I said, Jordan, tell me more. So Jordan, he, he says, all right, so I, I, I've got my list. We've been talking about our list in Missionary Pathway, the people that we feel like are in our sphere of influence, and I just know that God's asked me to just open up Scripture. Let me tell you, Jordan, he's a, he's a painter by trade, not a pastor, not someone that went to Bible college, a painter. And Jordan said, I want to study the Bible with people that I know probably aren't doing this regularly. And so over the last nine weeks, he's been studying Scripture with his family, his friends, and his co-workers. They've been engaging in a relationship with Jesus. They've been asking difficult questions. But he is living out his mission to make disciples in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. I feel like we often are scared about living out this mission alone. And we, we, we do come to church and we gather together to find community. And that is a valuable piece of church, worship, community, and mission. But here, let me tell you this. People often, they seek community. They often seek community looking to find mission. Sometimes that happens and sometimes it doesn't. But when Jordan, when he first pursues mission, he finds community. People that pursue mission will always find community because mission propels us to reach the lost. It's not the saving work that we exist in, but the saving work through Jesus Christ. So where are you at? Today, do you need to accept the Jesus mission? Do you need to say yes to living out to the mission of this church, the gathered believers that are inviting people into the gathered experience? Or do you need to say yes to living out your mission, to making disciples where you live, work, play, and learn? Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, I, um, I need to repent. I want to repent of the times where I didn't live out my mission that you had given me, that I was dependent on someone else to live it out. I was dependent on uh, the gathered experience to do the disciple-making that you'd asked of me, but God, I, 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 I open my hands and I want to surrender I want to say your church that you've created is so beautiful. 
that when those that have said yes to you love differently, live differently, and invite people into relationship with Jesus, a movement can begin. And I'm excited for your Holy Spirit that is indwelled inside of me to do that through me and to do that through those who are here listening and engage in your church online in Kansas City and across the world. Lord, we love you and we're grateful for you. In your name we pray. Amen.